Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. What number are we on? We, we are Slappercast episode number 39. 69. <laughs> no, not yet. Damn it. I'll leave you guys alone. Uh, so we just got back from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it's Saturday. Well, most of us did. And uh, it was a great week. I'm, was- I'm still mentally, I'm kind of still there, I think. Yeah. Still drinking? What's in that coffee what coffee mug? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a it was a awesome week. The weather was so perfect. Yeah, we came home to the same weather. I know, I know. No, I, I think this this uh, we've said it several times. We we say this every year, every time we go. This is the best tour ever. I never say that. But this 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 one really was, I think, like the most easygoing. Well, think there, about it. Every year we improve it because we learn from yeah. the year before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> there are definitely some years which went not so smoothly. It was because of things that were out of our control. Yeah. Things they wouldn't like let that. me fly the plane. So of course you're going to get right. delayed. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, we started off, we started off, we came in a little bit of rain and, uh, it was nice cause we left in the a- middle of the afternoon. So we weren't up at the ass crack at dawn and, uh, yeah, that didn't we, help. So then we arrived in at a more, you know, uh, ten thirty. Yeah. So, yeah. so Dublin doesn't start till nine o'clock. It's essentially nine to five. So when you come in at seven six in the morning, you, you everything's closed and you have to do the waiting game and you know. So this time we went straight to the hotel and the hotel everything was ready for us and just smooth sailing and of course uh, our our uh, driver Keith Keith Williams did a f- just as usual just a phenomenal job he navigates the traffic well and he knows the city inside and out back roads and highways and byways and so uh, we get in nice and early and uh or you know decent time and uh smooth flights and just just uh so we came into a little bit of rain but as as soon as we were unpacked rain gone we didn't see it again it's just magical yeah yeah it was it was it was fun i always love uh getting to Dublin and uh, just like hit the streets and you know, we, uh, we always go to Tony's, uh, diner. So good. There's, we, we stay at this, uh, hotel. I, I can't remember what it's called, but across the street is Tony's diner. It's just a little, little chip shop. And, uh, they got the pizza was really good. They got a, uh, but that's not what you go. You there were for. told, you were told cause you only had the salad. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, but uh, the the main the main attraction is the three in one. What's the three in one like? Is that oil? It no, you get rice, <laughs> which Salt. is your, which is your carb, <laughs> yeah. and then you get uh, chips, which is your French fries double, for all our American your, friends. Your double carb, and then you get curry uh, sauce on top, which is your your flavor. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just garnish, mag- it's maybe? magic. Yeah. yeah, it's magic. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, apparently I'm not naming naming the hotel, but that is right across the street from the Bleeding Horse. Yeah, which is a great pub. Um, so if you, I think it's I think it's a corner of Charlotte Way Street and Camden, Camden itself, Camden Street. That's a bit of a giveaway. Can we cut that out? Well, <laughs> that's the best chipper in Dublin, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, but yeah, cur- curry's kind of a national sport in Ireland, and. Uh, the curry's just fantastic everywhere, and it, it's it's kind of a go-to. Um, yeah, the Indian food. I think we've said before that Indian food is spectacular. Yeah, it really is in 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 Ireland. And the, of course, they've they've really upped their game in the fried food <laughs> department. Yeah. So the fish and chips are decent, and uh, 
Yeah, we had we had really good food on this trip too. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a you know when I when I lived there it was uh, the the diet was whiskey and beer, and uh, now they've they've really upped their game. Um, the the restaurants are mm-hmm. wonderful, and yeah, uh, even the takeaways are. Yeah, I noticed too that you know Dublin is really booming again. Like I haven't seen since maybe the first time I went was in uh, 08 or a little before that maybe right. yeah, in 08, which was like the end of the Celtic tiger. Yeah. we went in 2010, that slump had started. Yeah. Well, it was still, it was still popping. There's still the tail end of that, but then yeah, they got that real estate slump and a lot of stuff was kind of boarded up and a lot of jobs. It's weird because, because Dublin is such a big, it's a big European city. So you've got people from all over Europe end up there you know, for business or whatever. And uh, when the economy was bad, I liked it in a way because, you know, nobody was there to make money. Everybody was just there because they were there kind of, and it got back to being more Irish, you know, and, and less, less, you know, pan European, uh, which I liked, but now seeing it like booming again, it's like, there was like 20 new coffee shops on the streets, there was there was all these new restaurants popping up, mm-hmm. and and the prices were really reasonable this time. I mean, I remember before, if you wanted a hot dinner, it was twenty euro. Like that was it. You across weren't, the board, yeah, across the board. And and this year, everywhere we walked by, it was like you know entree and a pint, ten yeah. euro, yeah. you know seven. 14, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. There's competition again, and and it, it just seemed like a like Dublin is really, really popping. And, and of course the, the exchange rate right now is really favorable, favorable compared to before, yeah. you know, it's almost one-to-one for dollars. So, you know, your money went a lot further, mm-hmm. you know, which is, is, was, was great for being on a, being on vacation. Yeah. Um, and beer was actually cheaper than it is here. Yeah. I think it's like five, five fifty tops most of the time for a pint. Yeah. Um, usually less 45 or less most places I went. Yeah. I, I I just, to me, you know, we hadn't been there in two years and I felt the wind change a little bit. Just, just things were, things, things seem to be doing better there economy wise. And hopefully it, 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 uh, they can keep it going because there, there's a ton of tech in Dublin. Um, the Keith, our, our, our driver was telling us that, uh, Ireland has the lowest corporate tax rate in Europe. So a lot of the tech companies set up there. You know, we walked yeah. by, a, there was a Indeed, eBay, right? Um, Google, Google, yeah. yeah, all kinds of, all kinds of big, big tech companies are, have set up headquarters in, yeah. in Dublin. MySpace. Doesn't Amazon MySpace. have a huge, yeah, right. Amazon pro- probably. I know we didn't see it. I think we drove past their, their headquarters one yeah. time. Not this year, but. Yeah, it's kind of, it was cool. And you know, since, since they had that real estate crash, like the Docklands part of town was just really run down or like all these half started construction things. But this year you just saw cranes everywhere. I guess they started building high rises now too. Well, that's, yeah, that's what Keith was saying too. The, 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 the building in, in Dublin is just on, on the rise and they've actually figured out, but because before you weren't able to build up, mm-hmm. so you had to just find a tough to grass somewhere and you know, pay an arm and a leg for it and, you know, build, build on it. So now it's changed to where they're actually going to start building up. They have to, there's no more room Yeah. and the influx of people because of the jobs and because of the, the it's not, it's, it's definitely not a boom, but it's definitely, you know, they've, they've kind of leveled out, uh, the, the, the job markets leveled out and the, you know, but with the amount of people looking for, you know, living quarters in, in, in Dublin is, 
is so immense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the the jobs, the 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 buildings for the companies are having to put apartments in there. Yeah. So that's what we saw along the along the Liffey, where all those mm-hmm. new um, projects and whatnot. But what we're not used to is going back to the 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 the, the amount of coffee shops that have opened up. First, you know, before they were retail shops, mm-hmm. we're still not used to where where we're from here in Houston. We don't get to see that foot traffic, and yeah. you know, they always have foot traffic because of the the you know they, they've got a great well to to us it's a great um, the the Lewis the train system the Dart the uh, the light rail um, excuse me backwards but the the in the bus system you know their 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 transport's fantastic but you still have, there's a lot of people on the streets at all time. And uh, we're not used to seeing that because we drive everywhere. Yeah. But the amount of uh, shops that are still open stuff, stuff that can't survive over here because they're Amazon, you know, the online shopping. um, We're, yeah, you know, we don't see that. We don't see that commerce. Yeah. Yeah. That side of it. Yeah. Dublin's like a walking town. It was funny because we took a pub crawl and a, I would tell people, I'd be like, all right, you know, cause I get you pull up the directions and it would say like, it's, it's a 15 minute drive to the next pub. If you want to take a taxi, you can take a taxi or it's a seven minute walk. And it's like, because they're the, you know, on your feet, you can get more places. You can go a to B direct, you know, but if you're in a car, you have to take the long way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's just, one, a lot of one way streets yeah. and a lot of back, you know, it's very, very difficult to navigate even for the locals because of the, the, yeah. the, 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 the density of the town now. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that first night we did a, we did a pub crawl, which has kind of become tradition, you know, and it, it's funny because we'll start off with, you know, 20 and then it just, you know, people start trickling away. And then towards the end, you know, I think we finished up with like eight people, but uh, we start off with the bleeding horse, mm-hmm. which is uh, right next to our hotel. And that's always a, a good meeting spot. Yeah, that's a great pub. That's that's kind of like the living room, basically. Yeah, He's yeah. Always there. And then um, we went to Against the Grain, which is uh, Harley uh, t- taught me about that place a couple of years back. And it's one of the coolest bars in Dublin to find craft beer and like local stuff. You know, like they have the Galway Bay Brewing Company stuff there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we just ended up, we, we kind of took over the upstairs. They had a snooker table. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a, we had a snooker championship. Uh, I think Greg Leach ended up winning, winning the, uh, the championship, defeating uh, Wes. Yeah. Uh, in the finals. Although May, May was pretty good too. I think May, or did he, he ended up playing May, I think. May was really good at snooker. Nick, I thought, didn't Wes play as well? Or yeah, Clay, he did. Clayton, sorry. Clay, Clayton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clay went out in the first round. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But yeah, snooker is kind of crazy. It's like a little mini pool table, and they had the, the these red and yellow balls. They, they look like McDonald's. McDonald's branding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The, the, those guys are still making money if you check the record. <laughs> but yeah, we did that, and then we and then we went to uh, Bruxelles, which is uh, where the Phil Linnett statue is. That's our other living room. Yeah. And Phil Maynard's room downstairs. Yeah, if you go down in the basement there, they have uh, this little tiny cove. Uh, called Philomena's room and they have a mural of uh, Phil in it from Thin Lizzy there. Really beautiful, like photorealistic painting. Yeah. Um, it, um, yeah. It, it's cool too. Cause it's a, it's a rock bar, which is, you know, they're just playing the best heavy metal the whole time we were down there. And it just feels so good to be in a dungeon basement listening to, you know, metal, 
most of it would be what I'd call like the whatever they call like new wave of British heavy metal. So all the, you know, well oh, that's where that's classics. where I used to drink. That's where that that mm-hmm. we we went for before all our shows mm-hmm. before you went to see, you know, the 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 any, any show at the SFX. Mm-hmm. You'd everybody met at Bruxelles, and then there was another place called um, McGonagall's uh, down the street. That was an after hours places where they would serve little plastic cups of beer and wine for triple the price of what you get in the pub, but they would play the best, the newest music from Europe, you know, till two or four o'clock in the morning, whatever time they closed. But that was so, but Bruxelles yeah. was always the beginning meeting point. Yeah. And then right down the road from there, Sound Cellar, where the, you'd go and get your records during the day. Yeah. So you you know you you had that little. Oh, I forgot about Sound Cellar. Yeah, we, we walked by there. They they had like a, a I think it had just a listing of tickets, like concert tickets, yeah. so you could go buy your tickets. Yeah, Tommy still runs the place. He was Jeez. there when I was a kid. Yeah, and he's still down there in this and today, which yeah, is that, yeah, a testament that, totally to to, yeah. to to the music, to the dedication that yeah. these fans have, and they've you know obviously passed it on, and. uh uh, when 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 they say sound seller, it's a sound seller. I mean, it's either cassettes, tapes, CDs, you name it, posters, but concert tickets. I'm sure that's where the yeah. the bread and butter is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah, it's so cool. Like, there, there's a couple. You know, um, Fibber McGee's is kind of a rock rock bar too. Yeah. Like, you know, and you get the old the old old timer leather jacket crew. You yeah, know? and you just imagine, you know, when 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 Maiden drop dropped a new album back in the day and and you know it'd be on the turntable and everybody would, they'd probably just play it all the way through and and just it's so cool we yeah we used to go down there and stand in the shop everybody smoking and listening to to the newest stuff yeah. or, or, or 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 the stuff that was never going to be played even to this day on the radio and we yeah. we stand down there and, and and it was just i you think about that think about a bunch of degenerate long-haired you know uh metalheads everybody down there standing around buying nothing listening you know of course we did buy something eventually but it was yeah you'd spend you could spend the day down there you know when it's raining cold outside you're hanging down there with your mates and you're you know it's just it's a it, you know that's not how it is today obviously but still it's uh for him to still be open as just just a, yeah there there is though i mean there's still like ireland definitely has that culture of of heavy metal bars like like sally long's in galway yeah. or you know, they kind of ride the line between like a biker bar and rock bar. And, you know, it, it's, it's cool. We don't have anything like that over here, you know, where, where, you know, if you like this music, this is, this is your, your, your home, you know, we have, you know, music venues or whatever that, you know, specialize in the music, but nobody hangs out there when a band's not, you know, when yeah. the music's over, everybody's out of there. But yeah. no, these are places that are 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, living and breathing and i mean of course you know you can find that same thing for country music or 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 you know traditional irish too but um yeah so 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 on the crawl we did we did bruxelles and then we did do we just go to uh mulligans i think we went straight to mulligans then yeah because we're running out of time yeah yeah that's the one thing i mean most bars in ireland close at midnight you know, so I mean, it used to be eleven when I lived there. Really? So, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, during during the week. Yeah. You Not know, really, weekends yeah. were different, but right. Yeah, you would. I mean, last call was at you know ten ten fifteen yeah. ten forty five. So, and the other thing is too, you know, we're not going there for for hours on end. So we were drinking in very 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 small, you know, amounts of time yeah. and a lot of it. 
Yeah. yeah. So cram it in. Yeah. And, and Keith t- spoke about that. He, 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 he alluded to that on the, on the tours that the pub culture is dying because of the strict drunk driving laws and the, you know, just, it's so much easier to, to, to get the drink, bring it to the house and have the people over yeah. versus, versus yeah. The, cause when we were growing up, everything started like we were just talking about Bruxelles. Everything started at Bruxelles. You meet there at, whatever time then you go to the show and if you made it back in time for last call so be it but and 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 but the the buses and trains all stopped early so you had to get it really it it, it was a you know we're looking back at it fondly um and that's but that's how it was Uh, and i don't know what's better or not because you know obviously we're here and uh everything closes at two usually yeah um around here and it's it's difficult to 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 weigh you know what's better and what's not but you know it's a it just just a such a such a crazy contrast between what we're what we have now and what what was then i can't say it's it, it, keith was saying it's dying and the pubs are really having a hard time you know where there would be you know 20 pubs in a town there's now 12 and three are wow. up for sale and stuff is really really you know choking the yeah, the, the pub culture. I think, yeah, shame. especially in the rural parts, yeah. because you know, in Dublin, you, you know, you can stumble home probably, but but you know, if you're out in the country, you you know, there's no bus, there's no public yeah. transit. Yeah, you know, you right. either take a tractor or, or your car. So yeah. I think the the strict drunk driving laws and you know, yeah. which is is good. I mean, that's all for safety and everything. But yeah, it's kind of sad because because the pub is like a huge part of Ireland. I mean. Irish pubs all over the world for a reason. You yeah, know, they're, that's, every town. Yeah, Kilimanjaro to you know, Killybag, Timbuktu. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then, so not to not to uh, not to uh, skip anything, but you know, after the after the the first night in Dublin, we went on to Bundoran for three nights, and Bundoran, of course, is on the west coast in Donegal, and we got to. Uh, there was our first time bringing the tour there mm-hmm. and uh i don't know if there was a more perfect uh w- you know combination of weather uh yeah shopping Ac- activities yeah scenery Meals. history yeah just livestock <laughs> easy easy <laughs> this is a children's show yeah everybody was really pleased with that yeah i just, think- I, i'm still i mean the the uh, you know, from surfing, you know, swimming in in, in the Atlantic, and yeah, uh, just I, 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 well, of course, you're going to be able to see all the pictures um, from from the trip, but I've I, I was just just blown away by the the knowledge you know bestowed upon us from the the locals and the uh, you know Neve and John from. Mm-hmm. Uh, study abroad ireland yeah just dot com everybody everybody uh, you know so so nobody came, nobody went there eh, no no and everybody was was floored the scenery the drive the the walking around just the, the the food was great too we even found good coffee and yeah yeah but norn was norn's cool it's it's a seaside town summer summer yeah summer Holiday seaside town, town yeah. but you couldn't really compare it to anything over here i mean it, it you know it would put coney island to shame it would put you know even even some of our favorite spots like uh long beach or you know jersey shore it just 
it's just so authentic and so so friendly. There's so much history there too. It's not it's not like uh, something that's just posted up. Yeah, for for right now, and it's, it's the surf capital yeah, of Ireland. Surf capital of Ireland, which surfing and capital in in Ireland just is to, to me is an oxymoron. Just what? Yeah, it doesn't. No, but when you get there now, there's there's sand there's there's places we can go for the sandy beaches, miles of sandy beaches. Then you can go and find the rocks where yeah. you can you know dive off. You know, uh, uh, they call it the boards where you can dive. Yeah, you know, as long as the tide's in. Yeah. Lesson learned. Ow. And uh uh the you know, and then of course there's the, the, the trails, the hiking trails. And then just, you know, a, a twenty minute drive away you can go to cliffs that belittle and embarrass the cliffs of more. Yeah. You know, which we were always oh, that's great, you know, and then you you line up for the cafe, you line up for the jacks, you line up for the tour or whatever. And then you go across to Donegal, and there's the yeah biggest cliffs in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. and, and just, bridges. Yeah, and, yeah, and the ferry bridge and yeah. mm-hmm. the ferry seat. Yeah, yeah. and the, the surfing is crazy because I mean it is it's it's with the surf capital of Europe really, and, and big wave surfing is really big because you have these huge rollers they call them coming in off the Atlantic, and um, you know when the tide's out you don't see it at all. It's super calm and flat. But when the when the tide's in, the first day we got there, uh, I went out there with Wes and Clay, and it was insane. The waves coming in, they're just huge forty foot forty foot waves. You know, big wave surfing. They go out there with the jet skis and get towed out. Yeah, there's like a break about a mile mile off the coast, where you know professional surfers from all over the world come just you know to to, to catch those waves. And there's it is a surf town. I mean, they got surf shops. There's there's surf schools. There's you know, all that stuff going on and the water is fantastic. I mean, me and Patrick went swimming and it just felt, felt so good. Yeah. And it, it just on that note too, the locals looked at us like we were out of our minds. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah. We, that was we, worth it. the fishermen yeah. getting ticked off at you too, right? Yeah. The fishermen. Yeah. Because you know, cause all, all the fish came to us. Yeah. And oh wait a minute! Sorry, that's, was, that's another story. I was chumming the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was it, it was it really. It's just a, a, a near a near um, uh, kind of like a dream sequence. You know, it's just there, there was no there's no because I went down the first day as well mm-hmm. when, when the wind was just really up and the waves were just you know obnoxious that were so big, but. Uh, I went down there and it was just, it was still, it was cold. It was, you know, windy and, mm-hmm. um, but it was still that, that, the, the, the thing too, if you ask anybody that's been there, uh, the air is so fresh and clean mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just, and you, you don't realize it until you leave somewhere like Houston or mm-hmm. somewhere like, you know, big city. And then you arrive there and you just walk off the plane and you, you get that yeah. first lung full of, uh, of Irish sure. air, and yeah. it's but, but then to have that stuff express delivered to your face, right. you know, and eighty miles an hour is just, you know, I, it really is. It's I'd express the, the curative nature of of Irish air there for a hangover before, and because <laughs> we when we when we stopped at uh, Glendalough after yeah. uh, it was after our first night, I, know, I was I think it was twenty thirteen where I really hit it way too hard in Dublin, and the next day I just felt it was like the the worst hangover I've had in recent memory. And then having to get on the bus, like, Oh God, <laughs> then we stopped at Glendalough for about an hour. So while I was there, hangover completely evaporated being out in the air. Yeah. And, uh, but I, 
somebody on this tour, I don't want to embarrass them, but somebody on our tour did have a hangover at one point and we were out walking around that day at the, uh, um, I think it was at the natural bridges or somewhere. But he said, man, I think it's, I think it's the air, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the hangover was non-existent as long as we were outside. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it really does something to you. Yeah. yeah. It was a good setup too in Bandorian at the uh, Atlantic apart to tell just because we were all in one place, you know, downstairs was the venue, you know, upstairs was your room. So if you're, you know, you want to take a nap, you, you know, you're tired, whatever, you know, you need to, you need to go relax. You know, the rooms were, were right there. Uh, right upstairs and then of course downstairs is the pub and we did three shows in a row there um and each one was a different different experience mm -hmm. uh, yeah you know the first night we opened up for uh johnny gallagher and the boxy band was just they're they're look them up they're a really cool band um very rockin bluesy but very soulful um very donegal like you just if you know of course you know, there's there is history of of a lot of musicians from up there too, which uh, Neve, our host, was telling us about that. You know, back in the day, no the, no no touring band would come to Bundoran or or come to Donegal. They'd just skip the north, and uh, so there's a ton of family bands. You know, and uh, the Boxy bands, one of them. You know, or or, or sprung from one of them. Yeah, uh, screaming orphans are from there. Yeah, they're there. actually they, they, they went to school together. We yeah. were talking to uh, to uh, Gronio at the Western Irish Festival, and uh, she was saying that she went to school with Warwick uh, and Johnny. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's it's a there's like a really really rich tradition of of um, of family bands or or just bands. You know, uh, the dance bands and different. You know, all the entertainment was was homegrown because they were just in this isolated part where nobody would nobody would come there so yeah uh, and also they had the gift shop in there which i loved oh, because yeah. the gift shop in the in a craft shop or mm -hmm. gift craft shop or craft um that is on local artists only uh, and yeah. they, so everything in there was uh was from the fr from the locals and it was all made in ireland because we tell people when you come on the tour Look at the bottom of the, the the object you're buying, and make sure it does. It doesn't say made in China. Make sure it you know it says made in Ireland. And they they went one step further as they because they're taking care of their 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 neighbors essentially. Yeah. And there was paintings. There was uh, just just wonderful uh, clothes. There was uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. everything. Every you everything you want. No no crap. No uh, yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Just just everything was was locally made and so you know because we're you know we're 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 into that over here too we like to as we've always say you know we like to go to the to the local coffee shops and meet the meet the, the you know the people doing the the real work so 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 they took that to a new level and the people working in there of course they're from from around there and they all knew they were so into the the, the products and they were up to to speed on who and from where and whatnot. It was just, just great to talk to those people and learn about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the little shop, they, it was called the wishing chair. And uh, that was cool because the, that's one of the little natural features out there. If you take the hike around the coast, there's this uh, spot called the wishing chair. And it's just a natural rock that sort of looks like a chair. And there's kind of a, a ferry bridge. Fa yeah, the ferry bridges. There's three ferry bridges, which uh, we took our picture on. And uh, those are cool. They're little bridges kind of carved out from the, the waves crashing in, and it's like a natural bridge. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so I thought that was really cool that their shop was called the Wishing Chair because that's the you know the famous uh, I don't know what you landmark. call it. landmark yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. natural landmark out there yeah and uh, yeah I got I got a lot of stuff in there I did all my shopping in there which was great because you know everything yeah, thank was, you by the way that was nice appreciate that <laughs> everything was from you know forty kilometers around I think was was their limit and so I you know I got books for the kids I got uh, you know. Uh, some surprises for Christmas. Yeah. You know, I don't want everybody listening in to know what they're getting. Uh-huh. But, uh, lots but, of woolen items. Yeah. They, they had wool hats, wool That's scarves, yeah. wool condoms. It's one of the funny things about if you spend any time driving through Ireland, you see a lot of sheep. That's what? I think it's one of the biggest agricultural markets there is, is wool, right? Or not, one of the biggest export. Not exactly. Yeah. The, the Keith was, t- was telling me that, um, the the wool is actually worth less than it costs to, oh, really? to steer the wool. Yeah, and no, they're, it's they're, they're trying. Europe's trying to push them to, into forestation. They're trying to to, to get them to yeah, to, that's kind of sad. Yeah, the, so, so they're pushing the they're pushing all the the yeah. the reason for the sheep too. Is, well, for one, a lot of the land isn't suitable for cattle. It's just right. it's too it's steep limestone and yeah. rock and yeah, yeah. So so sheep can eat anything and eat anywhere. And um, the other thing is, I think they're getting a subsidy, so the the, the farmers are getting a subsidy per head of sheep. So that's yeah. the main reason they keep it yeah. going. But, and they're also very very friendly. Thank you, Mabel. It was when we were on um, what's it, Akil Island, Akil Island, Akil. 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 Yeah, we spent a day out there, which is was close to Donegal. And uh, again, we you see the sheep everywhere you're driving around. But what's funny about the island there is that the sheep were <laughs> many of them were out of their pens. They're just free roaming everywhere yeah which i thought was just kind of funny well it's uh they say that that um a fence costs more money than the sheep do <laughs> right. so they're yeah. not wor- they're not worth putting yeah. a fence around yeah so you had to kind of watch your step in some of those places you know what i'm saying uh yeah but they there was like on that island they had these like really tasty blueberries they were good <laughs> yeah they're salty but mm-hmm. yeah still yeah i got some in my pocket you want some nutrition no, 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 no. how'd you get past customs with that yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for everybody to see the photographs we had. Yeah, tons. I mean, you know, uh, just I, I just you know going through the, I saw people's you know checking their checking their pictures and looking around the bus and there's some <laughs> there's some photographs taken that would really put some professionals to shame, and we had like I said we had the weather for it and the the. Uh, the I, I just can't wait for everybody to see the pictures and just uh, also just please make a note that we are as of even this morning before we started Slappercast number twenty what five thousand um, we were we're we're already working on the the twenty twenty tour yes and we're putting together like I say it, it does it it absolutely gets better every year we've had hiccups before in the past um, like Chad said beyond our control but. We're putting together now a uh, kind of similar tour for next year, but we're going to, um, like I said, we're, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be releasing details, uh, you know, throughout the next couple of months, but we're just, we're just extremely excited because we're working with, we're, we're working with some, some, uh, some bands and venues that we're, that we're excited to, we, 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 we did our homework while we we're over there. So we're, uh, pretty confident we're coming up with the, the best tour uh in uh in in 2020 so yeah put your put your uh put your put your pennies aside and you get ready to get ready to throw down and yeah yeah i think like uh for for a lot of people that went this year that i talked to you're just saying 
going on a going on a group tour like that is a lot of fun, you know, and, and I really appreciate it too because I, I like to go off on my own too and travel, mm-hmm. but it's something different when you travel in a group because you get this kind of shared experience of you know, yeah, I didn't go surfing, but Wes did, and I got to hear about it, and I get to kind of share that experience, or you know, there's stuff that you know. Some people are, are sitting behind and writing poems and other people are, you know, yeah. uh, you know, going crazy drinking and you just, you know, you get to share, you kind of, it's like, instead of just one vacation, you get, you know, 20, 30 people's vacations all in one. Exactly. Every yeah. angle covered. Yeah. And, and, and with, um, with, especially for people that haven't been to Ireland before or haven't even left the country, which a lot of people on this, uh, tour, um, we're saying that they, you know, this was their first trip abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about this, of course, yeah, you know, the nice thing about this tour is you, you really only have to get on the bus and enjoy yourself because everything is done. Every, you know, what we're shooting for now is we're shooting for uh, stays in in uh, in, in these towns and, and day trips to and from, so you so you can unpack your suitcase and live a little bit. You know, you're not worried about because I I, yeah. I know I pack and repack and you know if you know if we're going the next day i want to make sure that we you know everything's accessible blah 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 so the fact that that your tour guide is not only a tour guide he's kind of a babysitter you know and that you know when we get on the bus he makes sure that you're you know everybody got your dentures you got your medication you got your passport you got you you know there's a list that he runs off it kind of sounds kind of funny when you're sitting on the bus but then when you're you know 30 miles down the road and you go Oh yeah, that's what yeah, that's where I left it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just a wonderful thing because when you go on your own, you're you have to rent the car, you have to rent the hotel. You want to get in a good part of town. You want to get the you know the, you, the the most out of your trip. You don't want to be you know you know two hours away from where where you want to go. You know everything's kind of done for you. Yeah, and it's it's just nice to kind of get into holiday mode and put your feet up and go or. If you're the if you're if you're, if you're the, the the person that just wants to get every single minute out of it, you can still do that because you can be off yeah. doing your doing your own thing and make your own plans, and it's just a you yeah. know that's 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 why we were so that's why I'm so still so giddy about this year. It was just it was a great learning experience, but it was a, just a phenomenal experience. Yeah. yeah, and somebody I was talking to somebody about this while I was there, and it just really kind of reaffirmed for me that our experiences in Ireland not just about the fact that we are really what the band is. Obviously the band kind of grew out of Patrick's youth and where he grew up as kind of pretty much the whole reason why blackguards exists in the first place and why it is called blackguards, South Irish rock and all that stuff. But our trips to Ireland really have become an extension of us. And it's like, to me, it's like part of who we are now. And once, once we had been back there, even just a couple of days, like, yeah, this is, it feels like home. Yes. It's, it's, it's refreshing to go back and, and just recharge and you just, just feel so good over there. This trip, especially it was just a really, really good trip, you know? And it's, it's so fun. You know, one I think one of the highlights for me was the first show we played, you know, and, and uh, looking out on the crowd and I saw Greg and Terry and it's their first time leaving the country. I think they've been to Mexico once, but you know, it's their first time leaving the country. They're in Ireland you know, I've known Greg and Terry since I joined the band. I mean, they were at my first show with you guys in Austin at uh, Fiddler's Hearth, and you know they're they're close fr- they're close friends. You know they they were they were at my wedding. You know they're they they've always been a part of uh, our Blackguards thing. You know, and to see them over there, seeing us in Ireland like playing, that was that was like made the whole trip for me. Just yeah, to, definitely. 
I just want to say, too, that they thanked us every single day, sometimes two <laughs> and three times a day. Hey, uh, thanks for putting this uh, together, and uh, we were having a great time, and I just want to say, yeah. So <laughs> that was, that was uh, that was uh, again, goosebumps, because yeah. they were so happy. They were so into, you know, just, just and also uh, Mulligans with David Carr. Uh, yeah, a whole nother show, whole nother topic, but, uh, you know, because uh, it was one of our first tours. We, we, we took uh, David Carr's uh, twin brother, Billy's Ashes, and we put them in the, in the River Shannon and, uh, you know, to, to, to bring David over there and then to go to their local, you know, mm. it's just, just, I mean, so many wonderful things happen. I, I'm, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fun, though. It's just fun to, like, you get to live the trip on your own and have your own experience, but you also get to live the trip through other people's eyes, you know, especially the first timers. It's, it's so cool. You know, it was Wes's first time uh, in Ireland too. And, you know, he was, he just, he was full bore the whole time. I mean, mm. didn't stop. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and, uh, his friend, uh, Clay too, came high school sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. High school sweetheart Clay. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were inseparable, but uh, but yeah, it was just it was hilarious. insatiable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was hilarious seeing, uh, you know, seeing it. You, you get to live the trip through all these. But that's that, that, that's what you yeah. want. You want to see them people put the foot down, yeah. and just get out there and just you know just not sure not not waste a minute. Yeah, but well, then but then even you know even uh, you know David he's kind of he's got a cane and so, you know some, half the time with the cane, half the time with the wheelchair. He's not running around, but. uh you know, I remember we were in Donegal and just hanging out with him in the lobby of the hotel. We're just sitting in front of the window watching everybody go by. And it's like, you know, the stuff that he sees in the way that he sees things. And just, yeah. you know, he wrote that little, uh, the little song for, uh, for Neve and John. Yeah. And, uh, sang it for them on the yeah, overachiever. Yeah. yeah. This is just, I saw all the, all the ladies were just, you know, you know, taking their panties off for him. He's, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> he sang a song too on, on the plane. Right as we landed, really, in yeah, Houston, because we were delayed on the tarmac for a while. Yeah, for about fifteen minutes, we couldn't uh, go to the gate. So it was funny because everybody, as soon as the, the plane stopped, yeah, everybody we got up, started getting the bags out, and I'm looking around like, "Is the seatbelt light still on?" But of course, they came on and said, "Everybody, really please sit down. We're not at the gate yet." And while while we're waiting for that, because we just stood there where the plane just sat there for a while, uh, David just piped up and started singing uh, "Waltz Across Texas." Uh, which I is that a who does that song? Is that Hank Williams? No, or who does that song? Uh, George, no, Will? Ernest, George Thurgood, George, yeah, <laughs> George Bush. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed that I don't know that, but that was great. It was just, just totally spontaneous. Yeah, and the, the the gentleman beside me backed him up too. As I was like, whoa, he was, did, that's yeah, cool. yeah, he he had headphones on the whole trip. Yeah, I heard a couple other people. Needed, uh, anyway, great. it was really cool, but just you know, we, we're. We're uh, we're proud to say that we have the most unique tour um, because you know we, because of the, you know the gigs that we book, um, the the places we go, and, and we're, we, you know we're going to keep changing it up too. We're going to keep we're going to keep going because when we had I don't know how many trips Harley and Marianne have been on, but they, they were they were on this too, and their Seems eyes like were just big as dinner plates. Yeah, just, they never you know, get tired of it. They don't know, yeah. no, they're yeah. there, and they come to all our shows too. Which I just want to say, Harley and Marianne come to every yeah. show, and they're at every show, and they're they hear every song, and they know every, and then they come on the trip, and then they come again and again and again. And then they bring their kids. I mean, just they mm-hmm. brought Amanda the first time, and then they brought Adam yeah. and Amanda this trip. Yeah, I mean, just. You know, they're not 
they're not um, pushovers. You know, they're not just, they could go to Ireland, you know, anytime, but they still come with us. And it's just, it, 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 it's, yeah. it's just amazing. Uh, it's, and it's wonderful to have them there because then again, you got, you have more to, like Mike said, you see it through different eyes, but you're, you're hearing now from people that have already been before and they can tell you their experiences and they give yeah. the, they give the background, you know, it's just, yeah, and you know, they're, yeah. Harley Marianne, especially I think Amanda too, they're all, the Dotsons are craft beer enthusiasts. So Harley and Marianne now I, I know have a, just a huge catalog of all these, maybe hey, you've been to this place. You got to try this place. And, because they're always looking to, to get all the craft beers that are over there now, which have, has, has grown. Yeah. You know, despite, you know, the pubs are having problems, but the craft beer business over there is definitely still growing, uh, which has been kind of interesting to see that grow. Have seen the taps, you know, keep, yeah. keep expanding. There's more names I don't recognize every year. Mm-hmm. So I, you but know. At, at least you're making a commitment to get to know each and every one of them, Chad. <laughs> I'm not. I, I usually go straight when I'm, when I'm there, I really just want to get, I want to, there's, I have Guinness, Melix. You know, I want to see if we can find Murphy's and Beamish somewhere. Heroin. And, yeah. Uh, Whores. That's, and it's and Smithick's Pale Ale, which you can't get in the States. At least I haven't seen it. That's really good. So as long as I have those four <laughs> at my fingertips, I'm every, happy. Every hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did try some of the other craft beers. So there's a Galway Bay brewery at, at, uh, at the, against the grain, which we were talking about earlier. What was, a, what was that beer from Sligo? From Sligo? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Mescan? No, 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 that was, that was, was on that hill. Yeah. Island. Yeah. The Mexican beer. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I forgot. There was a couple of, uh, there was a couple of breweries. I remember in Sligo. It's funny. Cause after Bundoran, we went to Sligo. That was it's, our next stop. Yeah. yeah. Two nights in Sligo. What a town. Sli- yeah. Yeah. Had you ever been there as a kid? I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, I've been to, yeah, I've been to, I've been, I've been everywhere, man. Um, but the, you know, of course, it's been it's been a donkey's age since I've been to most of those places because I I remember Bundoran as a kid. I remember going to 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 the beach. You know, that was the summer town. That was the um, but Sligo. I know I'd been through a few times, but I I couldn't. You know, and usually I can get around. Like, of course, Bundoran is the one street and the beach. You know, uh, so that was it. But Sligo, I I I, I had no memory of the town and, and there was a lot of new buildings there, the beautiful glass hotel, yeah. you know, on the river. And uh, just, um, so I, I had no idea where yeah. anything was in relation to, to, uh, Oh, we, sorry. We went to Queen Maeve's grave. Yes. As well. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that was, I can't wait for you to see these pictures. That was I like the climax of the what week. What is it called? Knock, 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 Yeah. 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 That was a, that was an awesome little, I'm calling it a mountain. People are telling me it's not a mountain. Second it. Yeah, it's a mountain. It's about it's a trek it's about eleven eleven hundred feet of elevation, which is, is yeah. In America, it would be the tallest mountain, but in <laughs> Ireland, it's a hill. Yeah, but uh, but on the top, there's a there's a big big rock pile, and legend has it that she's buried standing up, ready for battle. Wow, you know it's and 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 when I say rock pile, these are hundreds of thousands of you know huge boulders yeah. yeah well you know just a little bit bigger than your yeah. fist and so this mound of uh and you know of course before you know years back they people would climb on top of that but now they're you know the signs all over it don't climb it so we climbed it and uh no but it was just and the view of sligo and you can st- you can see all the way up the coast yeah. all the way down the coast it's you really yeah we had a super clear day yeah the weather yeah, yeah. you were lucky that was so cool yeah yeah, we, yeah. and 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 people people that didn't 
expected to climb the the mountain, climbed it. Yeah. And we're so glad that they did. Yeah. So it's just it's just another it's another wonderful uh um uh event or uh, you know uh you, you, just a little trek that 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 that, that happens and um uh, one of the things that are, that we're that we do on the tour is it was it was supposed to rain the next day so we we actually we went to the mountain a little early because we went, went the day before because it was we were switching up the shopping day for in case it rained so you didn't get to see it. so we just want to make sure that we 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 maximize the the events and the you know the the experiences so we done you know, of course we didn't get rain the next day either we yeah, got beautiful sun sunshine and yeah. perfect but um uh when we went up the mountain the people that i guess didn't expect to 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 climb it and then climbed it they made it and yeah. then they saw it they're just so happy and then the people that couldn't climb it we we have we're putting all our pictures together so we can have, you know, they can have the, mm-hmm. the, the photographs. Yeah, I got a lot of video too. Yes. I'm going to try to stick the just, whole week together. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't feel like it, doesn't it feel like it's been a year now that we've been yeah. home? <laughs> we, we haven't even, you know, it's only I been a few a hours. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I, I cannot believe the, the experience, the weather, the blah, 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 on and on and on. I just still can't believe. And it's, it's only been a few days. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just I, you know. So, uh, so we're like I say, we're steadily working on next year's, and we're 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 using this momentum to 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 build an even better tour for next year. So I'm just I, I'm 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 just so excited about it. Yeah, me too. Sligo was really really cool town. I just I think like Chad was taking a nap, and so I, I was like, well, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna go out and hit the town, and just kind of went out on my own. And didn't really know where I was going, and it's it's a weird town. Kind of reminds me of um, Cork in a way because the the river yeah. runs through the middle of the town. It's very much yeah. like Cork, yeah. uh, but it, it's a weird town because you you can't get lost. Like every street you go down just turns back around back to the middle. So you know, and it was funny because you know leaving the hotel, I ran into like you know Harley and Marianne down in the hotel bar which was fantastic at the the uh, Great Southern Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful hotel. Amazing yeah. amazing uh, history there. It's like it's the the hotel uh, it was the end of the railway, I guess. Uh you know there's a train station right there. But uh yeah, ran into them, then you walk by this pub and you see, you know, somebody else from the trip and then mm-hmm. I went and got some food. I walked out of the restaurant and I see Chad walking up the street and then we went you know, somewhere else we ran into Wes, Wes and clay. Then we joined up with them for another bar. And then, mm-hmm. uh, we went to go eat and then we're leaving there. We ran into max and it's yeah. just kind of, it's such a, it, it felt like a really big city that we were lost in, but we just kept running into and you're it, only, you're friends. only inches away from the next, yeah. from the next part. Yeah. It's, it, and it's it was, great. it was, it was like Tuesday night, which was a really, really slow night for the pubs. J- relatively slow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pubs here would kill for that. Kind but of crowd. Yeah. What's so cool? I mean, Sligo, I, I was stunned because you really could see because we got that bird's eye view of it from mm-hmm. on top of uh, Maeve's Cairn uh, the day before. And because uh, you, you were up there, I mean, Sligo just looked like a smudge on the landscape. It was really the small little little pattern of white off in the distance. And it's a tiny town. And when you're in the middle of it, it feels almost as urban as Dublin. Yeah. Uh, not quite as busy, you know, not as many, not as many people on the streets, not as many, not as much traffic, but still the buildings look about the same age, you know, these old, you know, city buildings and the businesses of the pubs are really kind of, kind of hip and, and cosmopolitan. Uh, yeah. We, we had a, 
actually a really good burrito at this, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but owned from, I mean, actually, uh, Taco run, Bell. Yeah, actually run, you know, <laughs> actually run by a Mexican family, I think. Yeah. Um, they were really excellent. It just didn't feel like a small town. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's, and I guess, I don't know, maybe that's true. And I don't know. It's because it's such a small town, but it's also a, a pedestrian town like Dublin. Um, but I, I just thought that was really cool because you, you never really know what to expect to these, these cities in Ireland that you've never been to. Cause you've got towns you've heard a lot about like Donegal, which is really a, kind of a small town. It reminded me a lot of uh, Kilkenny or Killarney uh, kind of on that scale. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of big buildings or anything like there and, and like, like that in those towns. Yeah. So C- it's city square and then a couple yeah. of, you know, a couple of streets off yeah. it and church there yeah. and stuff. Pubs, pubs, but, pubs. Yeah. But, but Sligo was, was like, like a city. But it was still it was really small, and then had that really picturesque uh, river. I don't, I don't know what river it is. Um, yeah, right. so, but then there's swans on the uh, swans on the river. Yeah, the, against these you know these beautifully you know beautiful white swans against these gray you know thousand old thousand year old you know stone walls mm-hmm. and the river running through. It's 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 a, a movie set. It's it really like, is you know, a movie set. It you really know, felt you know, like and, and 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 everybody. Everybody walking, everybody just, you know, and the, the, the pace too, the pace is fast. You know, the, there's usually a breeze and it's usually cold and it's, you know, so people walk fast and it's, it's just, it's great. The, 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 the all the shops and coffee shops and restaurants, everything open and everything, you know, and all these people hustling and bustling, but by, it, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's like a movie set. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, if yeah. we're, 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 we're true aliens when we're, when we're in that environment yeah yeah it's Sligo. they're they're really known for their traditional music i mean there there's a there's a sligo style of irish fiddle and it's kind of you know the, the little hammer-on accents and and yeah the way they bow and stuff so that was really cool and shoot the crows yeah right? we went to shoot the crows which is a is a old uh old irish pub but just kind of the home of of trad music and the session there was was just insane world-class players you know, all around and, uh, really different too. Um, and, it, uh, if I, you know, if I could characterize anything, it, it just like, and maybe it was just the set selection, but every song just had like this happiness to it. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of trad that has the minor, you know, the, yeah. the driving, you know, the warlike, uh, trad, but, uh, but all, everything, everything I heard at uh shoot the crows was just really happy. had like a really, bounce to it you know i had like a it was just it was uh it was it was good times it was like yeah joyful so yeah i don't know if that's part of the sligo style but that that's something that i that i picked up there i i made a couple recordings of of some of the sets oh good yeah that i heard and uh and it was a uh, you know it was really cool it was you know trad music for for me is a little you know i can take a little bit you know because i like i like a show you know i like I like a performance and, and trad's definitely not that, you know, they're, yeah. they're there for themselves. And it was actually funny because, you know, they would play a set, you know, two or three songs. And then like somebody would go outside for a cigarette and then like somebody else goes off to get a drink and then they kind of come back and then they talk. And I was there for an hour and I think I saw three songs, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which yeah, is, but we're, we were also yeah. again over here, the stuff that I've seen and I have, I've just stopped trying to find a good, a, tr- a traditional music session because uh like you said the players seem to be j- just 
playing the song to 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 copy it. So you're just getting uh, an A, B, and C, and then you know, like the, the, again, like you've pointed out before, there is no intro and there is no outro right, or an stops. end. It just kind of you know <laughs> kind of falls apart. It's like somebody dropping a you know dropping a, a deck of cards on the floor, you know. But um, the stuff I've heard over here, it's just it, it's. Uh, Maybe somebody trying to carbon copy something or photocopy something and just give you that, which can be wonderful and musical and joyful and sad all at the same time. But I stopped looking for the thing here because it just doesn't seem to be that 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 lightning rod going through it to where if somebody gets a wild hair and they want to they, 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 they want to put a little extra in it the the group can carry on. So it's, uh, traditional music to me is 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 hit and miss. And I've just sure. uh, I, I I don't like to go to a session to where it's uh, people sitting facing themselves and playing for themselves and you know yeah you know so the 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 electricity that you'll that you'll feel in a place like Shoot the Crow or in Temple Bar in Dublin or in you know in a no name pub out in the middle of nowhere where a session starts up. Our good friend Adrian Carner over in Galway. Uh, I uh we what was the name of the pub in Galway? Um in Loch Ray. Uh in Galway? Yeah. No, excuse me, Loch Ray outside yeah. of Galway. Uh, yeah. um uh Oh. Anyway. We all went there? Uh no, not this time. Oh. Um yeah, but in pre was did we go there in a previous yeah, tour? Yeah, maybe that was just me. I don't remember being in Loch Ray. Yeah, I went over to see Adrian, but I saw the players that Adrian uh, plays with this, this this guy Adrian is is from Lockray just outside of Galway, and uh, he came, we met him over here. He sat in one night and brought his tin whistle, and then he played the tin whistle and everybody's jaw dropped. Then he sang and everybody fainted, and then he played guitar, sang, played tin whistle, yeah. and something and everybody just left. They were just yeah. he, they just <laughs> never wanted to hear music again. He's just incredible player. Well, I got to see him in his environment where he learned that song. And I heard that session cool. and uh, that changed my, that just, uh, you know, even growing up listening to that stuff, hearing that stuff every now and again, that changed my whole perspective on uh, traditional music because I saw those, they, again, they're not playing it to play music. They're playing it because that's their life. That's where they, that's what moves them. And, yeah, and, and to hear to hear them go off on a on a solo or a you know on, on a break or something, it's just it will it will blow your mind. Yeah, plain and simple. I was just remembering the very first time I played Big Strong Man with you was with Adrian. Yeah, at Beverly Pub because we hadn't you know I hadn't really gotten into learning all the songs yet, and you, I don't think I've even heard that I'd heard it before you played it that night. Yeah, maybe I had. I don't think I had though because he he came out he played a set with us with his yeah. penny whistle and that was yeah. the first time I'd heard him play anything. You'd been singing his praises up until that point anyway. So I think by that point you already knew that Sally Gardens was going to go into yes. Botany Bay, which was something that he'd suggested. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's I told. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since we've seen him. Yeah. yeah he, no, he came out in Galway. We got we got to see him a few yeah, years back in Galway. Or he sat in with us once at uh, Brian O'Neill's when I was with you guys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that was the first time. We played uh, the Furies, uh, the the Lonesome Boatman. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, that was my first time playing that with you guys. Oh okay. Then, then a couple years later, oh, we, right. we kind of brought it, plugged it into the electricity and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that that night blew my mind because you know Tin Whistle is are are usually just kind of tuned to themselves, and you kind of have to go to them. But he's the only 
people person that I've seen play with the band where he, he was just bending every note into, into he had total control over the, the pitch of, of the tin whistle and he could just bend the notes right in to, you know, where they needed to be and have like that vibrato and everything. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was when, when tin whistles done that well, it's, it's yeah. really, really, it's your favorite instrument ever. And then, you know, whenever it's not done well, it's, yeah. it's the worst thing ever. You it's know, on the fire with the bike by Yeah. <laughs> that was uh that was the crazy thing about that session at, at Shoot the Crow and Sligo that we saw was that uh one of the guys uh was playing harmonica and uh he was playing a a little uh was it concertina or a button accordion. accordion. Yeah, but like yeah, concertina. He was playing the chords with the concertina and then he had the harmonica in the harmonica holder and he was playing all these reels like note for note that's insane it was insane yeah the guys the guy's name's uh rick epping and uh he's he's world famous you know for in in the trad music world so it's kind of cool to see oh, him wow. i forget the fiddle player's name that was there that day but he's he's the fiddle player from dervish which is a a pretty big uh trad group over there world renowned, yeah yeah world Gosh, damn it i see it I, I was pissed off i wasn't really pissed off i was having fun anyway but i was i was there that first night at shoot the crows with you but as were Terry and Greg and uh, but uh, I started having, I got into this conversation with a local guy who was sitting there. He actually wasn't from Sligo, but he lived there. He was, I think there on business for a few days, but he was from somewhere else in Ireland, but he, he was towards the end of his, his drinking session. He had, you could tell and he mm-hmm. had that kind of look in his eyes. That he, has, he was holding down quite a bit of, like quite sexy. a bit of Guinness at that yeah. point. But he, but he had this, we had this really, lucid conversation about politics because he wanted he wanted to talk about american politics he wanted to talk about brexit and stuff and, uh, uh, and it was it was fascinating though it yeah. really was yeah yeah to get the perspective of yeah. the irish people yeah because they know more than we do yeah about our our stuff and they also they're all they're everybody's got their ear to the ground with brexit yeah and, and it's it's you just you can't escape it yeah and of course they're not as, they're not as polarized as as we, we are, you know, they're, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll swing in and out of different, you know, opinions and uh, not, not, not to say that they're not opinionated. They definitely are. They have their views, but they're just, it, it it's, they're, they're getting a whole different side of the news that we, that we don't hear right. even about our own, right. you know, our own stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of shocking and embarrassing really. <laughs> you know, they, they know every name of, mm-hmm. you know, of the, the politicians and well, well yeah. a little homework. But it, it was that conversation I had with that with that guy, and then uh, uh, when when your brother Connor, Connor, Connor when your brother Cormac, Cormac That's came to see us, and uh, and Bundoran, Cormac was bringing us bringing us up to speed on on um, Brexit on Brexit, and you know all the different breakfast, w- yes, yeah, please, all the different ways it could impact Ireland, which are all pretty pretty in, intense and potentially you know damaging in the long term, but it didn't wind up happening <laughs> earlier this year that there was, it was supposed to have been settled by Halloween. I think was the date that the deadline that they had. That's why we booked a tour. We wanted yeah. to see it. We wanted <laughs> to be there for it live. So now they've pushed it off to December or something. I'm not sure exactly what's going on anyway. So Sligo, huge success. As my, my cousin Borat would say, great success. Wah, wah, we, um, we, uh, and, uh, Again, where you're going to see pictures of just backtracking to, you're going to see pictures of Donegal Castle, um, which we're and, and pictures of uh, um, my uh, my long lost cousin Red Hugh O'Donnell, 
um, actually, I think it would look more like Levy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you, you're, you, you know, we can't go through every single day, which I wish we could again, because it's, uh, but uh, after Sligo, then we moved on to Dublin. We had, a, you know, we had the, the afternoon and the, the, the next day free to, to roam the streets. And again, <laughs> supposed to pour rain. What do we get? Pure sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I, to, I went out to see my, uh, uh, my nieces and nephew and some other family. Um, I took the dart out. I walked to the dart, just shirt, pair of jeans, and everybody else is wearing jackets because it's going to rain. It's gonna, and nothing, just, just you know. And I got, you know, I got into uh, to Docky to meet my sister, and she said, "Are you, are you mad? There's, you know, no coat." I said, "Look at me, I'm, you know, I'm sweating practically. It's just gorgeous." And, and I, and actually, in fairness, now it did rain for a minute while I was in, you know, I had coffee in in, in Docky, and uh, uh, a place called Select Stores. Coffee is out of this world, by the way. <laughs> and all the stuff is homemade. All the, all the. Um, uh, I gave up sugar again, and uh, they had they had this dark chocolate with coconut, uh, like a like a what are they bounty? Oh the, yeah, yeah, like a bounty, but it's homemade thing. So it was about Ooh. about to say if you if you lay your hand flat, it's about just a little bit bigger than 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 your hand. Just so it was like flat. And I, and I, and I was. Uh, in Ireland still, I was going to give up sugar. I was like, all right, one last time. So I got that. And luckily I did because it was the best. It, it, it made eating a bounty taste like chewing on a candlestick and not a scented candle. Just like a nasty candle. It was perfect. It was out of this world. And luckily for me, my sister Mora had given up chocolate, so she couldn't have any. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, it just Anyway, so I digress. So it did rain a little bit while we were in there, and then my sister was kind enough to drive me up the Vico Road, so we overlooked Kalini Bay. We went to uh, Sandy Cove, or usually I swim, and I was under the gun, so I didn't get to get in the water. Uh, and um, we drove around Dunleary and stuff like that. Just, it's, it's, I miss it. I, you know, usually we come back and we just jump back into gigging, which uh, we're at Moe's on Saturday night. Yeah, Moe's and Katie. Katie. Yeah. Um, usually, you know, we, we, but I actually left there this time upset. You yeah. know, like, you know, I wanted more time. Yeah. Because, you know, you never have enough time with your family, you know, unless they're wankers, then you want. But, you know, you just, you never have uh, enough time with the people on, you know, there's so many people on the trip. You want to spend time with each other and, you know, show them different things. But, you know, everybody's off in different directions. It was magical. And yeah. magical is an understatement, but I just don't have the vocabulary. But uh, just to, 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 to experience this, everybody's got to do this. Everybody's got to do this. It's absolutely mand- mandatory. We're not, we're not taking the usual, you know, oh, yeah, we're going next year, next year. No, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be, it's gonna be it's 2020. We're all doing it. It's going to be, you know. Yeah. It's good. This is going to be the, the year of the purse snatching. We're going to go take it. We're <laughs> yeah. all going. Did you, you, you said you finally went to Trinity College, right, Chad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it's, it's, what it took you so long? That's what everybody <laughs> says. Like, you've been there eight times and you, this is the first time you had, I just, ne- it, was, it was just never high on my list of t- t- uh, things to do. I always. Well, craft beer is important. Well, no, I, no I'm not craft be- <laughs> beer. I don't go for the craft beer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, that's what I was saying. It's, it's Guinness and. Smithics and oh. stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's craft. That's a craft. Yeah. But the first thing I always want to do when I get the Dublin is just walk. I just want to go out and just 
just see what I, what I can, you know, just discover stuff. And I kind of know where I'm going because I know the area well enough to know which direction to go. But I, usually the last thing I want to do is just go stand in a line and, you know, I've never been to any, any no, museum. It, it, there's it, it, museums all over the place. I haven't been to any of them. This is the yeah. first time I've been to actually sort of some, some sort of a museum esque experience. Um, and it's indoors too, especially with the weather we had, you don't want to be, yeah. you know, you don't want to be. And apparently I picked a good time to go because I went in and I came out and the streets were wet. I'd missed a shower. <laughs> um, but this, this was fine. I didn't feel like I was, I was, uh, I'm always afraid I'm going to feel impatient going in those places. It's just the way my personality is. I'm like, I can't sit still for too long most of the time when I'm in, and especially when I'm in Dublin, cause I'm, I want to go, 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 go. I want to see this, see that. Um, but I, I was walking, I spent the whole day that last day in Dublin. I, I got up. Um, I was out that I was out of the hotel by 10 a.m. and I didn't come back until 7 p.m. I think I was out walking for, or maybe 5 p.m. It was basically seven hours out there, I think. So, um, I, I, I walked past Trinity College at one point and, was, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. And so I went walking off in some other direction and I wound up and I found myself back there again. And it was still only, it was like maybe three in the afternoon at this point. So I said, okay, screw it. I'll just go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and see it. It was worth it. It's only like it was only like eleven euro to get in there on an off peak hour. Yeah, and uh, they, they had the Book of Kells in there, um, which I again, I mean, saying how how little patience I have for museums, I I kind of whisked through that because I don't have the I didn't have the patience to stand there and read everything about them. Some other time, <laughs> so I went into what they call the long room. You didn't look at them. I did look at them. Yeah, yeah but it's like okay, that's pretty. Next, you know, I, I just, I can't, I couldn't sit still the, that long. The cool thing about, the, about the books, if you do stop to look is that, well, when I, it, when I was a kid, I always heard about the book of Kells cause you know, we did Irish dancing and all the costumes had animals, you know, to, patterned after the book of Kells. And that was like a real big traditional Irish dance thing. Yeah. But so I always just pictured this giant book in my head, like, you know, the biggest book ever, you know, like a three foot yeah, book. No, it's very interesting. It's, it's, it's four books and, you know, Matthew, mm-hmm. Mark, Luke, and, uh, Jesus, Jeff, Jose. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's, so there's four, there's four <laughs> books, but every time I've gone, they, they turn the pages every couple of days. So if you oh, go okay. to Dublin, even if you've been to see it once, you yeah, gotta, I go every, understand. you gotta go every time. Because you're going to see different pages, mm-hmm. and sometimes it might be just a bunch of text, or maybe you get one cool, uh, scrolly, illuminated letter. One time I saw like this really insane page. It was like the Temptation of Christ or something with this Satan devil looking thing, and it you know really really cool stuff. So it's it's worth looking at because every every time I go, I've seen like a different page and yeah. sometimes they'll, they'll loan out a book so that it'll only be the three books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll have another book in its place, but it's, it's under Hop class. Pop. What's that? Hop on pop. Hop on pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like a different book. Yeah. But. It was hard when I got to that point of the tour, there was so many people crowded around the mm-hmm. book. You could barely get close enough to see it. Yes. So. Usually what I do is just kind of rip one and then it'll clear out and then you get the whole room to yourself. It's I sing dirty old town. Chumming the water again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's all mine. Um, but yeah, after that you get in the long room. The long room is just, just intoxicating because it really feels like you're kind of stepping through a time warp mm-hmm. into this, this, you know, I forget when it was originally built. Um, like 1600s or something like that. I think. Mm-hmm. It was part, you read about it, and it, it was initially initially just the first floor, and then they their collection got big enough, they had to expand it to the second floor. And you can see, it's kind of cool, because you can't, the, sec, the second 
floor of books, it doesn't look like there's any way to get from one row to the next, but you can't, cause you can't see it from the ground, but there are these little doors that open on the far end yeah. that you have, but you, you just can't see them. You, ba- you, they ba- you basically crawl through the back of the bookshelf to it, the next aisle. Yeah. Like there's this little pathway in the back. It is, it is wild. And it's just hundreds of probably thousands of these old leather bound books. Most and, of most, it's mostly Latin texts. Like yeah. The, the world's largest collection of Latin texts. And it, it's, it's just overwhelming to look at all this stuff and think about, uh, you really get a sense of having so much history just, uh, um, compressed into one amazing, beautiful place. And you're like, what are they? And they have some sample books out in the middle of the room, down the, down the center of the room. Um, there's a, uh, a bunch of really fascinating books on display. Maybe they change those, change those they out. Change those out yeah. too. One, one time I was there, they had like comic books out. Cause it's, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They had like books about Thor or, or different, like mythology, they had this mythology exhibit okay. going on, so they changed those out. They had a lot of medical themed ones. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's worth like every time you go to Dublin, I always recommend yeah. it. It's you worth just going. Go, yeah. yeah. That, and God, so I took pictures. They let you take pictures in there. I was surprised. I thought mm-hmm. they would say no pictures, no flash, no, just no flash. Yeah. But it's funny because everybody, and I, I sympathize with people because phones are are weird, and sometimes they do things you don't want them to do. But people go walk in there and they're just in trance and forget that their flash is still on. So you hear this this constant. There's a, there's a security guard standing right there, like no flash, please. <laughs> Another you know minute passes, no flash, please. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just constant. But you tune it out after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's and that kind of adds to the to the to the the uh, what's the word the mystique of the place that it's dimly lit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of, th- I mean, in the past, there would have been no electric light anyway. True. So it, it would have been, if there was any illumination in there at all, it, would, it wouldn't have been much more than that. Yeah. Uh, limit, I guess maybe they probably did let the sunlight come in back in those days. Yeah, there's windows, right? Yeah, but yeah. they just don't, they're not open now because they, they don't want to. Uh, those old, the old vellum and all that stuff, I think, is just, it's it's one of the things that can make them age faster is if they're exposed to, uh, to too much light. Yeah. It's not just yeah. sunlight, it's any kind of light. Yeah. yeah, one of the one of my favorite parts about that library is the way the books are organized because they seem to be organized by size. So like big books yes. are on the bottom shelf and then like medium books yeah. and then it goes all the way up to the top shelf is like these the shorter books. Yeah. So visually it looks really unique that way because yeah. it's not organized in an alphabetical order or Dewey decimal system mm-hmm. or whatever way you organize a library. And what's what's that blows my mind too is like a lot of some of the a lot of the books are actually like Gutenberg press yeah books but some of the older ones are scribed mm-hmm. you know and that that just and they're and you look at them and they're very well you know if I I can't write in a straight line to save my life but these people back then they just they're just gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, the way well they know, didn't have to they, they, yeah they didn't have the the you know the, the the hassle of doing a podcast every week, you know? So I mean, <laughs> right. they had all, they had all that time to sit around and draw. Yeah. 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 Pretty pictures and straight lines. Hell with them. What are they doing now? <laughs> eh? I just think it's amazing. It's like looking at all that. It's like, what, what were they talking about? How could they possibly fill up this many books? And there's one, one of the books that was on display was a case. It was just a whole book was just a case study of one particular person and the, and the ailment that they had a whole book. Wow. <laughs> one person. So yeah, maybe, maybe they're just very ver- verbose. I don't know. But yeah, and then they have like the the other stuff there, like the Brian Brew Harp, right? Yes, I took yeah. pictures of that too. Yeah, yeah well, that was, I don't know if that's the actual one or if it's just uh, I think uh, from the same time period or whatever. It's yeah, I mean that's the that's the Brian Brew Harp. Yeah, it's yeah. it's in quotes because it's 
it's misattributed to him. It's actually not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget. It explains it on the thing, but yeah. But it's 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 one of. I guess there are others. I guess from that, but that's that's the one that's called the Brian Brew. I don't. Know. I'm, I forget. He, he defeated the Vikings. That's what he did, right? I don't remember Brian Brew. Yeah. <laughs> he like rode a horse and played a played a harp, and the Vikings. Yeah. Left. Right. That's that sounds like a bagpiper. I just remember reading that it had been restored and restrung in the in the 1960s. Nice. So Diodaria. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. Diodaria Pro Steels. Yeah. The, uh, oh, you, just incidentally, our friend John Nania had been to the had been to Trinity College and got you that. Oh, I already have that, but thank you, thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, yours nice yours is the one with pictures only. He's got the words in it. So now you have the. This was the very first. For just for folks can't see, it's a copy of Shout by Philip Norman. It's a, one of the very best biographies of the Beatles that came out, and this is really. One of the first books I read about the Beatles. That's, is it really? Yeah, when I was like twelve or thirteen. And we were lucky enough to take John and Sienna's son Max with us on the trip, and uh, came back to uh, came back to. He'd sent me a Judas Priest live, yeah, LP. Well, we're, you were getting stuff in the mail from John like every week. Yeah, he's seen. been sending me his whole record collection. <laughs> Have you heard this? Take this one. So uh, it really is a good book. Right? Thank you, John. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, there's another one out from that period. It's probably a little harder to find now uh, called Beatles Forever by, by Nicholas Schaffner. That, I've seen that. Yeah. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Those, back then, mm. those were really the only two Beatle biographies that were, they got it that were out there. Yeah. Probably, I'm sure, yeah. But it's funny reading those books now because there's a lot of factual errors in those books, particularly in, in Nicholas's book. Not, nothing against him. They're just, the, the information available back then was, you know, it just You're wasn't saying, complete. Yeah. yeah. There, was just, there was a lot of and oh, I look misinformation forward to the, the Chad Smalley autobiography uh, of Beatles yeah. coming soon. I think Philip Norman just wrote a book about, uh, recent years he wrote a novel, a novel. he wrote a, a bi- really extensive biography about John Lennon, which is also really good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're getting way B- off topic. Book, book of Kells to yeah. Beatles, same thing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's just really cool. I, yeah. I, as Sienna gave us. Thank you very much. Gave us this, yeah, there's just the, the best. The best, but we have, uh, yeah, like I say, we got, we got a lot of stuff coming up and we are just, we're, as you can tell by the, by the drivel coming out, we're still, we're still high from the, from the trip and, uh, putting together next year's and, um, yeah, and just, just nonstop to, uh, nonstop, you know, no sleep till Dublin. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. So, yeah, so. we, we Bunch of bunch of bunch of really cool stuff happening. So, um, so like we said, this weekend we've got Saturday night at Moe's and Katie. What time do we start, Chad? We start usually at nine there, right? Eight thirty, nine thirty ish. Yeah, get there at seven. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, get there early, have a meal, you and then a, you a, a new winery and a new Hawk winery, right? Yeah, in Santa Fe. That's right. Not New Mexico. No, don't do that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, down in Santa Fe on, on your way to Galveston. So, looking forward to that. That's a great venue, and the weather is supposed to be perfect. Yes, seventy degrees sunshine. So, four we're gonna, p.m. early show. Yeah, so you can bring the kids. I assume um, kids love wine. We'll, we'll 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 get you in and out of there. You'll be home before you know it. Yeah, green eggs and spam. Yeah, we'll have a little. Um, but yeah, so and then we're we're uh, 
we're working on Patty's Day as well, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot of news for you. I would suggest you and your friends uh, tune into Slappercast every Tuesday because we got a lot of news, a lot of stuff coming up. Yes, I suggest that too. Mike, do you suggest it? Yeah. Mm, I don't. I don't believe. I'm more. It. I'm more a fan of uh, Blackguards Live. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's a it's a biannual podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah no i, I i've got a, john actually pointed out what because i was we were talking about that stuff when i saw him in uh in weston and uh john nania john nania okay. and, and he said yeah i don't know how to find bloggers life and i realized because i've been so focused on you know i did two episodes and i was it three episodes i think it was only two um but i hadn't put as much work into pushing and promoting that one as i have Slappercast. so uh, it's not easy to find if you don't know where it is. So I, I need, I need to, I need to do better about that. Obviously. So I, I would say I'm, I'm uh, very glad to have Mike in Mike. Which one are you right here? Right there. Uh, very glad to have Mike in with us today for Slabbercast 85,000 and um, Chad 3000 on, on the, uh, on the, on the thing. It's just a, it's a, you know, we're just now kind of getting our bearings back here in town in Houston and uh, Wes is in College Station, I'm sure. Um, but uh, it's good to have the three of us here at least to to, to recap, recap this. And, um, you know, like I say, pictures to follow. and Tons of pictures. Yeah, yeah. we got to we, we, we'll have some on the on the site here pretty quick. And yeah, and, and I'm going to try to get this up by the time the episode goes live. So if you go to blackguards.com, um, you, you should be able to see this uh, a way to sign up. If you're on our mailing list already, you're don't worry about it. You're already in the loop. But if you want to find out more about our our next Ireland tour. Um, I'll have a, a place you can sign up if you can say if, if that's all you're interested in. Uh, you know, we won't bug you unless we have Ireland news. So, okay, cool. Yeah, Ireland newsletter. Blackguards.com. dot yeah. com. Tell your friends. Yes. Tell your hey, tell your enemies. We'll take care of them. <laughs> all right. All right. Th- thanks for listening. Thank you very much.